Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Ladies Night Paintball Radio. Tonight is Sunday, July 29th. It is hard to believe that it is almost August. So the year is flying by. Summer is almost over. Um, I want to kick off tonight by wishing a very happy birthday to my friend Matthew Lee. Um, Yeah, so... Hello to everyone. We have quite a lineup tonight. It has been a crazy day. Thanks for bearing with me at the start this evening. Um, I had to get a new cell phone today. My cell phone just completely died. The battery died and it never turned on again. And I took it to Apple and I took it to the AT&T store and I didn't like any of the answers I got. So I wound up having to get a brand new phone. So I just got up and running a few minutes ago. I thought that I might not even be able to make the show this evening over it. So I'm glad that I was able to get that taken care of. I would like to give a shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Modern Day Pirates, as well as Wealth Paintball Apparel and Merchandise. If anybody is interested in sponsorship opportunities, we offer um, various packages. Also, if you have a game coming up and you want to come out to your game and report from your game, interview from the players there. We're going to be trying some new game casts, so um, we look forward to doing that. So we have a pretty neat lineup tonight. We are talking about paintball and PUBG. Yes, PUBG. That is, um, we're going to talk about how it incorporates back into the paintball community, but it is something new that I am uh, playing, and it's uh Another place that even though my son and I aren't playing together, he plays Fortnite and he can tell me what I need to do. It's pretty neat for him to be one of my teachers, I guess, if you will. So tonight's lineup, we are going to have Dana Ellsworth joining us and we're going to talk about who she plays paintball with, the style of paintball that she plays, and also an upcoming game that she's going to be generaling. Um, And then Coming up right after our conversation with Dana, John DeBaldo from Pittsburgh Paintball Park is supposed to be joining us, and we're going to talk about Reaper Siege, which is coming up on August 18th there. And we should have Sammy Fedraga joining us this evening. We're going to be talking about Terminator Wars happening in Florida on August 10th. And then we're going to have Mary with us talking about the youth mentorship program that she and her husband James have been running the last couple of months, and we're going to hear about their final event that they had this past weekend. So hi to everyone out there in Facebook world. Hi to Ryan. I see Palm Beach Firefighter is here, Uh, Mike Ziegler, Dana Ellsworth. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Area code 304, is this Dana? This is me. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am good. I'm glad to be here. So, Dana, I love watching you online. I've never met Dana in person. I see her online. I love what you're doing, especially since you are doing it with your own chapter. But 
I'm gonna tell you before you tell everybody about yourself and how you play and all. I have mad love and respect for you in the way you play. Um, you'll notice our Ladies Night Paintball Radio um, logo is somebody using two Tipex pistols because I'm known for shooting my dual picket Tipex. So to see another girl out there doing what you're doing is pretty awesome. So if you would please introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from, what team you play with, your style of play. Hello, everybody. I'm Dana, she says. I am in towards Wheeling, West Virginia. I'm a small town close to there is where I live. Um, I am currently with SAS West Virginia. I joined with them about five, six months ago, and I love the team. It's just a great group of people. Um, they really brought out a lot within me, and I, I support them, and they support me. It's it's wonderful having a team that supports you. I currently recently got into um, playing with a Tipex pistol style. I don't do two yet. I'm, I'm not that good yet, but I absolutely love it. I about probably about six months ago, right before I joined SAS West Virginia, I watched Jarris play. Um, from AA, and I fell in love with the style, and I just, I was like, I told my boyfriend, I said, I, I need one, I, that's, that's my, that's for me, it's my style, it's what I need, and I fell in love with it, and uh, I do pretty good, I, it fits my play style, I'm aggressive, so I like to be up in your face, so it just kind of works well for me. <laughs> I understand this sentiment, and I love the videos that you're putting out there, so keep doing it, because you're doing something great, is they a unique style of play. Not a lot of players play with just their pistol. A lot of players use it as a sidearm. So to use it as your primary is a pretty big deal. I love um, all of your Princess Killa stuff out there. I have to know that who does all of your video editing because I love seeing your videos and um, when you made your wings and stuff, it was just really neat. So oddly enough, I like to be self-sufficient and I like to do everything myself. My boyfriend is a graphic designer, and he's an excellent editor. I mean, he does amazing videos, and he can do amazing artwork. But I was like, I'm going to figure this out myself. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to master it. And I edit all my stuff. Um, occasionally, he'll throw a video out for me, you know, a team video, and I'll be in it and whatnot. But I edit all my videos myself. I edit all my photos myself. I have another one I'm going to put out tomorrow online, another photo. I just really wanted to represent the sport for females you know you you see them out there but you don't see enough of them and you know good clean wholesome fun like it's it's there people are just missing out on it and I don't think they realize until they get out on the field so I just wanted to be a representation of that to people to get females out to play um my call sign started out with princess originally and then Bobby on my team has, he has a little boy who's nine and he plays with us sometimes and he was like, I really like Princess Killer. You're out there killing it. And I was like, you know what? That's really good. I like that. So I kind of adapted into Princess Killer a lot. So, But mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to be a representation for females out there to get out there and play and have fun doing it. Something I never would have thought I would have done two and a half years ago. And here I am loving it. It's my, it's my life now. So, But, yeah, I edit everything myself. I wanted to do it. I like to do as much as I can myself. So... I put them out there. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, I think that what you do is phenomenal. I love checking out your videos and all, and keep doing what you're doing. You are a great role model and a great example. So keep it up. I see you doing all sorts of things, waking Thank up you. at three o'clock in the morning. Make sure you're at work on time. I see you working out. I see you, you know, taking care. 
I'd be posting stuff with X a lot. So I, I just love what you're doing. Keep it up. Um, it's one of the reasons that I recommended you for general for that female game. I see you everywhere, and I like following you and seeing, watching what you're doing with paintball and how you carry yourself. So when they were asking for female generals, originally I was going to go, but I've had some things come up. I can't go, and I said, you know what? I can't go, but I know a girl who, or know of a lady who I think would make a really good general for you. And I, I, one of the reasons that I know who you are is because this funny paintball family thing, where if we were related, if, if paintball players were related by blood, Dana and I might be like extended cousins from two different sides here, because Dana, you play with Jareth and Terry. Uh, Strife Assassin and Overkill Assassin from the Assassin Alliance. And I used to be an assassin. And Terry and Jareth are two of my favorites. Um, Terry is one of the assassins I was closest with while I was on the team. And while I no longer play with the assassins, I play with a travel squad when I'm not out on my own, when I'm traveling. I got It's a really neat way it came to be. We talked about it other weeks. But I play with a travel squad called the Road Dogs. And Jason Goad, who is also from West Virginia, who plays with you, is on that team. So it's like you've got some of the best of the best from both sides, from the speedball travel world um, and, and scenario ball world style versus the pistol style. And I've played with both of the sets of people who you're playing with. And, I mean, I remember saying something to Goad about it because he and I would talk about you sometimes in our chat and I'd say, you know, how are things going with her? Watch out, whatever. You know, I want to, I want to watch her grow. And I said to him once, I want to reach out to her, and give her pointers, but she doesn't need me. She's got Terry and she's got Strife. So if you were out there on your own killing it with the pistols, I might have jumped in. But you have two excellent mentors out there with you and um, great guys, great people. So, and yeah, I agree. It's, it's crazy. God. So yeah, small world, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how you say that because, you know, Xavier started me on paintball, you know, like two and a half years ago, first time I ever played. And I met Goad shortly after, and he is still like a brother to me. I, I mean, I love him to death, and he never gave up on me. And I had a completely different play style back then, didn't know what I was doing, and he just never gave up, you know, knew I was going to gonna do something, you know. And um, I love him. Still to this day, I keep in touch with Goat all the time. And, you know, completely different play style. But I met Jairus six months ago, and, you know, I loved his play style. And he's not given up on me. And him and Terry are great guys. You know, I'm, I know you know. But they're they're amazing <laughs> to watch. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, first time I met Jairus, I was so intimidated. You know, they're so good. Like, how do they do that? And I, he's like, don't be scared. That was the first thing he told me was don't let it intimidate you. And then I just fell in love after that. So, you know what, that's the key, though, what you said right there. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. There's a guy who I met playing paintball. I met him the first time that I went out. His name was Bradley Bartlett, and he played the same park I played every weekend. And the second, maybe the third time I was out there, um, he said to me, he said, you would be a great player if you would stop being afraid to get hit. And he said, mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot you this next round. So just I'm going to do it, you know. <laughs> And he did, and uh-huh. I stopped being afraid of it, and that was it. It's just paint. So, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so let me give a couple of shout-outs. We've got some people following us on Facebook right now saying hello. So, hey, Larry Candy is on. Um, another Larry is on. Terrence is on. Ben, there is a BTA jersey and a Road Dogs jersey up in the background. Um, they were saying they couldn't see, but it would look better with those. Hey to Stuart Strauss says, Dana, my sister to you. X is saying hi to Goad. Andrew Incas, hello. And yes, Ben is your shirt. Let's see, we've got some uh, Kool-Aid man going on today. I'm glad you were able to find the other one. I'm not sure where he is. So, um, Dana, tell us about the game that you are generaling in. Where is it? When is it? What's the theme? So I was so nervous to do this generally game. You suggested me, and I was so nervous to say yes. And Brianne's been awesome. I'm so excited to do it. It is in top. It's at Top Gun Paintball down in New Jersey, um, Cream Ridge, New Jersey, I believe. I've never actually been there. Never played in New Jersey, so I'm super excited to mark another state off my list. Um, the theme is Marvel versus DC. I will be the Marvel general. Um, it's two females. Brianne's the other general. And she's the one who is setting up the game. She's doing an amazing job. So I can't wait to see what all she pulls together. But I really wanted to support the female uh, generals. Like I said, I was super nervous, still super nervous to do it. <laughs> but I'm excited to see where it'll go. So um, what did I miss? Did I miss anything? I think I answered, right? Yeah, no. And there's an – oh, what's the date for that game? Oh, the date is September 22nd and 23rd. The actual scenario will be on the 23rd, but Sunday the 23rd, the 22nd is going to be more of like an open play. So if you want to come and play and get a feel for the field, and then the scenario will be on the 23rd. Awesome. Well, I cannot make it out to that game. I am going to be having some surgery in the middle of September, which is why one of the reasons I had to back out of it. But I want to hear about that game more. I want to have you back to talk about it, and I want to have Brianne on to talk about it. But there's a game coming up about a month before that game on August 12th in, let's see, oh, I'm sorry, August 18th, right? August 18th is Reaper Siege. August 12th is in Correct. Florida. Yeah. So yep. August 18th, I am hopefully when finally get to meet you in person. Are you going to make it to Reaper Siege out at Pittsburgh Paintball Park? I will be there. As long as nothing drastic happens at work and I have to be there, I will be there. Awesome. I heard that um, a bunch of people from SAS West Virginia were coming out to the game as well as the assassins we were talking about earlier. And we're going to have Correct. John DeBaldo on the line in just a moment. He's actually the owner of Pittsburgh Paintball Park, and he's going to be on to talk about the game and give us some, uh, you know, pointers or whatnot. So, Dana, I know you said that you had to get off early, so I'm trying to keep to the 9:20 time frame that I promised you. How am I doing? We're at 9:15. <laughs> You're doing you great. You're minutes? doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, you've got a lot of support here. Ryan Mowry is saying, everyone, Team Marvel. Let's get Dana this win. Yeah, you are going to be in the New Jersey area the weekend of September 22nd or can make yourself be in that area. It should prove to be a really fun game, uh, Marvel v. DC. Brianne Remy is putting the game together, and she is one of the generals, and she is going to be um, going up against Dana Ellsworth and her crew. So it will be a great time. 
and we've got some time to talk about that game over the next couple of weeks, and we will post out about it on Ladies Night Paintball Radio. But I think we have John on the line with us now. John, is that you? Yeah, that's me. How are you guys doing today? Hi, good evening. Thanks so much for joining us. So, sorry, John, if you would outside. just tell, tell everybody who you are, please, and a little bit, or I guess your paintball park, where they can find you. What's that again? Tell everybody your name and where you're calling from about your paintball park. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, it's John DeBaldo over here at Pittsburgh Paintball. Um, so, like I said, we got that Reaper event coming up on the 18th. This is what you're here to, I guess, talk about. So I'm probably not like, the yeah. best person to go over, like, the exact details of the game itself. Um I know you were on Reaper show earlier this week where Jen kicked in. So she's helping mm-hmm. me you know, put this together with a lot of the guys from the SAS, West Virginia. Um, but any questions you have about the field itself? You know, I, I can't, I don't want to give away a lot of details about the actual missions and stuff. Um, still a little secret. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of unique things. I can tell you that that's um, new uh, you know, stuff that hasn't been done before, which, uh, you know, kind of all twisted, twisted some of the stuff that's, we got going on. That's a big weekend um, that you are going up against for games, and you've got a lot of people coming into Pittsburgh for the weekend. I know that Dominion is that weekend, and so is Super Games, but you guys are still getting a really big pull here. Um, I know this is where I'm going. We've got... Um, people coming in. You've got the Road Dogs coming in from North Carolina. You've got Team BTA coming in from North Carolina. I know you've got West Virginia, Florida, uh, Ohio, California. So, I mean, people are coming from near and far for this game. How many players are you expecting? Honestly, it's so what we need your guys' help, those who are coming, to log in onto our website or check out the Facebook page and pre-register. Even if you're not going to pay um, until the day of, and it is, it's fairly cheap. You know, it's still pretty ex- inexpensive for people. It's uh, twenty dollars for the pre-registration, and twenty-five at the door. But uh, you know, just to help us with the whole logistics, you know, please go to the website or check out. I said like the Facebook page and go to the tickets uh, uh, link, and then sign up. So I know that Especially I've been encouraging. See, we are, like I said, this is a first strike um, allowed event. So if you're using first strike rounds, definitely please sign up um, so we can get enough first strike rounds in. So how big is your field? Um, We're on 20 acres, um, which we're utilizing. I mean, there's more space, but currently it's 20 acres. We are fairly, I mean, to me, we're a small field. I said we're growing, we're in the growing stages. Um, That's why with this event, this is something new to this area, uh, Western PA, um, like a scenario this size. So we're trying to, you know, draw a scenario paintball to like the tri-state area. Um, Really hasn't, like I said, there's there's the Mission Masters over at Three Rivers. Um, They've been doing that for years. Like I said, just, uh, you know, trying to get the industry more involved. You know, in the other fields in this area, 
you know, just knowing about scenarios and getting the players involved. A lot of it's been driven for um, the speedball side of paintball around here. And the scenario side has kind of lacked. Like I said, that's where we're just trying to build up you know, scenario world in this area. So like I said, it is something new. The field is pretty new. Uh, for myself, I took over the field in fe- February of last year. So since then, uh, it's a complete turn turnaround from when it was when I took over. You know, we've been, been building stuff and adding things you know, every week, nonstop. Um, uh, I know that if you have Reaper coming in for the game, it is going to be a great time. For those of you that haven't heard, this is Reaper Siege we're talking about. It is going to be August 18th at Pittsburgh Paintball Park. Dana Ellsworth, who is on the line with us, is going to be there playing. Dana, do you know what side you are going to be playing on? I do not know, but is this the side that Jason Goat is playing on? I just can't remember <laughs> what side it is. <laughs> That's all that was really important to me. I just wanted to know that we were playing on the same side because I certainly don't want to play against you. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because the Goat seems to be the go-to person here because when I asked some of the assassins who were they were playing with, they said the same thing. So a uh, Goat for the win here. <laughs> um, right. The both generals you – know, um, usually play together when they go out and that's what's unique about this would be the first time they've ever gone up against each other so it's they know how each other play they know each other's tactics that's why i said it's going to be a you know an interesting one see how they you know do their thing so we are also too switching sides halfway through the day so you do get a chance to play from both spawns that seems the switching sides of the field, I like that way. Everybody gets you know, to be on, on both sides. Nobody can say they were fighting uphill the entire time. Uh, but this seems to be almost a trend now that I'm seeing where players from the same team or people who are used to playing with each other are now playing against each other and they're commanding against each other. I know that I'm commanding against Ben Painter in December, and we usually we play on the same squad now and the game let's see august 5th in florida i'm going to there's two teenage generals but they are both from the same team they're splitting up male and female and splitting their team up and here we go again so you know why not it it can only make the game more fun and so much about scenario paintball happens not necessarily with the actually shooting the paint part there's like the whole mental side to the game too. So I think it'll be interesting to play for a general who's used to playing, um, you know, with their opponent instead of against. So I, I appreciate having the opportunity to do this. I'm very excited. Um, let's give a couple of pointers, I guess, for anybody who is traveling and you are not driving and you are planning on bringing your paintball gear with you. You can fly with your paintball gear. A few pointers if you're flying with your paintball gear is, number one, you can't take it with you on the airplane. Like as a, check, uh, as a carry-on, you're going to have to check it. And you must remove your regulators from your tank. So uh, you don't have to tell them when you're checking your bags that you have your paintball marker with you. It is not the same requirement as a uh, handgun, but you do want to make sure that your regulator 
is off your tank, so they don't do it. I always recommend also putting a note in your bag for TSA, letting them know what it is. Hey, this is, you know, expensive professional-grade paintball equipment. Please take it easy with it so they don't freak out when they see it. Um, but I, I do know people who have tried to carry boxes of first-rate rounds with them on the airplane in their in their carry-on luggage and have had to give up whole boxes of first-rate rounds um, at the TSA check. So um, if you are flying, make sure that you put everything under the airplane, put a little note with it, put some zip ties on your bag, and pick up your stuff on the other side. So it should be a really good time. Dana, I look so forward to meeting you and getting to play with you there. We can go out and run some pistols together for a while. John, we are yeah. not only going to be there um, playing, but we're also going to be doing some recordings at the game. So I'm not sure yet if we are going to do two shows that weekend, something on Saturday post-game, or if I'm going to do some recordings and then modify the show so it has some recorded segments in it or pre-recorded segments in it on Sunday. But we will be live there um, broadcasting at least for part of the day and then, like I said, taking interviews from players. And We want to really show off what you guys are doing there. Um, I had for a long time wanted to come out to Pittsburgh Paintball Park because my friends, the Command Bros, were out there and they would show videos from the park and it always looked like a really great time. So I'm really excited that you are hosting this event for us all to, to come out to. Yeah, thanks for coming out. So that's why, like, you know, it was kind of pulled together kind of last minute, too. But we are surprised, like you said, going up against those other big games that, you know, everybody's kind of pulling together, and that's what Scenario Painful is about, the community. And, uh, you know, the support, I thank everybody. And hopefully for years to come, it just keeps growing. Yeah, that's why, yeah. for especially for us, like, that's our biggest thing is, trying to get the kids and new players involved. And, uh, you know, I know we spoke on Reaper show about um, the, uh, I guess, the Rogue Patriots, um, you know, kind of taking, you know, players under their wings, really showing them, you know, what to do, you know, not just mm-hmm. keeping to themselves out there on the field, but, you know, getting the other players involved in the objectives as well. So it's, it's always nice to hear, you know. It's not, it's, there's always people out there who are just kind of assholes, <laughs> you know, and the people. So, well, I, want to talk about the kids. I want to talk about the kids, and we were talking about um, us doing this event, but before we uh, we get there, I just want to say goodnight to Dana, because I promised her that I would have her off by 9.30, the absolute latest. Uh, but Dana, please... <laughs> Please consider joining us again um, in the next couple of weeks because I want to talk about your Marvel game um, as well. So I want to try to help you get folks out there, and I will get in touch with Brianne to have her come on with you. Um, but if you would uh, please tell everyone where they can find you online and how to follow you if they are interested in seeing the videos I was talking about. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I will definitely be back on. Hopefully we can get Brienne on here too. I know she works uh, nights a lot. Sorry, I have to leave early. I do have to wake up at 3 a.m. But you can find me on Facebook um, under Dana Ellsworth. Or if you look on SAS West Virginia's page, I'm on there a lot too. So either way, you can find me. 
Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for having me on. I can't wait to meet you at Reapers. So it is going to be a lot of fun. Just a few more weeks, and I will see you in Pittsburgh. Sounds good. Have a good night, everybody. You too, Dana. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Okay. So, John, on Thursday night on Reaper's show, we were talking about having kids come out to Reaper's Siege on the 18th, and Reaper always likes to have events where kids can come out and they can shoot him, but not only him, but can shoot at other players. So we are going to do a Reaper shootout for the kids who are under 10 who can't get out and play on the field during the day with everybody else, but we still want to get a paintball marker in their hands and let them shoot at somebody and have that satisfaction. So I will be part of the shoot at squad, I guess. Reaper will be there, and of course we will be um, asking players there if they want to take part in it. There were some pretty fun videos from when we did this at Living Legends. Usually, John, I don't know if you saw the video and what happened, but usually what Reaper does is he'll give his pistols out to some kids, and some of the other pistol players will lend out their pistols. So we had, I think, five pistols ready for everybody at Living Legends, and we had probably a dozen kids, and we were really taunting them, those of us who were being shot at. We were getting in their faces, we were kind of laughing, come on, is that all you've got? Because there were, I don't know, maybe two dozen of us players ready to be shot, and we knew that there were only five tipex out there. What we didn't know is that Fox's Den uh, was busy getting speedball markers for all of the kids, and all of a sudden it went from single shot to all of these kids, not just five kids, but all of the kids having speedball markers, and we all started dodging behind each other and using each other as shields uh, right. to get away from it. So um, I'm not sure which markers we'll use, but I know that Reaper wants to have a under 10 shootout. But we were talking about other events for the kids at your game. So this is a one-day event. But can you tell everybody about the area where we can set up to do Nerf? And if anybody who's coming to the game, by the way, if you have kids coming with you, feel free to bring Nerf rockets with you or Nerf guns and Frisbees or any other activities and outdoor kind of things that you would like to see your kids do there. If you've got cornhole, feel free to bring cornhole. But will you tell everyone, John, about the area where the kids will be able to play? Well, what we'll be utilizing is the X-ball field. It's a turf field. And it's actually adjacent to the staging area. So, you know, as a parent, you know, you could be with the rest of the team from the staging area and still keep an eye on the kid, you know, within 10 feet from you, literally. Um, but, I mean, I can get, I want your advice, too. Um, we came up with a couple of ideas. Um, the original plan was like a paint war where we would give the kids like a Tyvex suit um, you know, like this white suits that, uh, you know, you painted, basically. Um, you know, a lot of the fields rent them out to or, or purchase, like the camo version. But uh, with the white suit, you know, the whole idea, I think they would get kind of like tie-dyed. I don't know if you've ever seen like a Color Me Rad um, relay race where you do like, or a 5K race where at the end of the day you end up just being covered in like chalk paint. Like that's kind of like the theme that we're looking for. You know, dealing with paint, you're still going to get all painted up. And using, like, maybe, like, um, 
fleece dodgeball type stuff. They would dip the balls in buckets of paint and throw it at each other or kind of like squirt guns, like those tubes that you would put in like a bucket of water, pull it, and then like squirt, you know, just paint wars. Just go out there and get messy. The biggest thing was just the whole cleanup and the kids getting all wet and having to deal with that. So that's that's where you come in, you know. Those ladies, what do you think about the kids getting dirty like that? Even with the Tyvek suits, I still think they'd get pretty, pretty dirty. <laughs> I mean, I think that's awesome. Yesterday in my own backyard, we did paint wars at Michael's. They sell throwable paintballs. You know, I did see those. I didn't know how well those worked. Okay. Well, they're regular paintballs. It's almost like. Somebody went around and collected all of the extra paintballs at the end of practice that are out by the nets that haven't broken, and then they just dumped them in colored water and sold the bags. So some of them were, you had to look at the bag first because some of the shells had completely dissolved. But when you open them up, that's all they were, were bloated, wet uh, paintballs. And they, I mean, on impact, you still have to throw it in order to make it flat, so there's still some impact. It's obviously not the same as being shot out of the front of a paintball marker, but if the person is close enough or their arm is uh, strong enough, it can certainly leave a little bit of a mark. But we had a lot of fun playing paint wars in the backyard yesterday, um, and I had a lot of trouble getting the colored water off of the kids. So there I was with three kids, and you know I thought it was great because it came with in blue water, one came in yellow water, pink water, purple water, and then in addition to the paint that had splurred, that splattered all over them, anywhere that there was water, so they all just kind of looked like Easter eggs, but um, it, it eventually came off with a little bit of hair conditioner, <laughs> it finally came off, but um, I think that if you're letting your kids be out there at the paintball field and you're okay with them getting wet, um, why not, you know? paint wars, it's fun, and it's always nice to see the little ones, hey Garrett, it's always nice to see the little ones actually getting to participate and not just have to watch um, in whatever fashion it is. So I like that you have an entire area where the kids can play Nerf ball or if they're not playing Nerf that they can have cornhole set up or whatever, but there's a contained area, a corralled area if you will, that as long as somebody is keeping eye on them, all the kids can be together. I think that that... Uh, we just thought it would be uh, yeah, a good video seeing Reaper run around in circles getting chased by a bunch of kids, you know, with basically like water balloons and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> versus, you know, Nerf or, you know, paintball. I'm all about but... it, actually. But, but me being about it doesn't necessarily mean much. There was a game... Um, right. <laughs> happening in Georgia and I had asked if I could bring water balloons to throw at people and they asked if I was being serious and I said yes and they told me no um, but <laughs> I don't know yes, we have, I mean we have Anola Gay paint grenades it's just this toned down version of that so it's like I said the people take that out in the air ball field all the time and the grenades and they're throwing them at each other so you figured you know why not water balloons filled with paint I mean I know, it's just, when asked how I would feel if I was out there playing and I got hit with a paint grenade or a water balloon that was filled with paint, how I would feel about it, it made me think twice about taking out 
um, water balloons, but I said, why not? Is a you know an anti tank thing for this game we were going to. And so we'll throw water balloons at it, and everyone, no, 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 that's not going to fly today. But I think that if people know in advance there's an area they can do it, why not? So I'll look for some chalk bombs. We've got chalk bombs here at the local dollar store. They're basically little sacks of colored talcum powder. And when you throw them at people, they right. end up powder. There will be so. a DJ there as well next to that area. So, you know, he'll be there announcing things and keeping stuff organized and, you know, play music for the kids too and dance. It's all there. <laughs> Awesome. And aren't we having giveaways at the game? Yeah, um, we haven't came up with exact, you know, what it would be. I know a Tipex is one of the prizes, you know, of course. But, uh, yeah, I know Noah gave gave us some uh, some grab bags. And, uh, like I said, we'll be donating a lot of prizes, too. Um, but, yes, other than that, then everybody gets a uh, – uh, team tag. So we have custom team tags getting made for the back of your uh, strap uh, for the event. And like I said, the pre-register, whoever pre-registers, you also get a uh, PVC patch. So basically, I don't know, like that $20 registration, we're giving out you know, a lot of stuff towards your registration. So again, if you all didn't hear this before, it's twenty dollars for pre-registration, but it's only twenty-five dollars day up. So if you're going to be in or near Pittsburgh um, on August 18th, we are having Reaper Siege, and Reaper is coming in from California. I'm going to be coming up from Florida, um, and there are players coming from across the country for this game. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, John, we've got somebody asking if Kids Pop is playing for the kids. Uh, maybe. Kids Pop. Garrett, maybe. Make us we have all the generations. <laughs> One through 50. Okay. It's only through 50? Uh, who knows how okay. old it is that now? Let <laughs> <laughs> um, so me look that up. Whoever, gets, whoever can answer that question, how many Kids Pops there are first, come see me. And we'll get a grenade. <laughs> okay. So whoever can come up with an answer, however many kids pop there are um, first, whoever can put it there, uh, you can see John DeBaldo day of for a free Enola Gay smoke grenade. So if you know how many kids pops there are, go ahead and post it up here on Facebook right now. So, well, we're at the grenade see. thing, too. Um, I was going to bring up, there will be, uh, like, money hidden all around the park. And, um, like I said, a lot of a lot of times, like I said, we like, we like we're, you know, you're, if you're a kid or if you're somebody who's not, you know, this is the first time and really can't get into, like, the whole objective stuff, we like to give them, you know, little mini, I guess, little objectives where they can still kind of be a winner themselves. Like I said, there will be, like, fake money laying all around the park. So if you collect it, you can come into the shop and turn that in and get things like grenades. And it also is worth points for your team. That's awesome. So there's separate games that people can play. If you are hearing this, you will be able to find tokens, complete missions, whatnot, and be able to turn them in for prizes day of at the game uh, that can be used in the game. So... That's pretty neat. 
Um, I haven't heard of that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's one of the things that I like about traveling around the country, uh, even the globe, playing paintball, is seeing the different things that happen in different places. So I'm very excited for this game. John, I'm hoping that we can have Jen, who you said runs your – what's her role? I think that you said she runs the park. Is she your park manager? Yeah, you can say I'm that. Trying to remember. How to do it all? <laughs> your your go-to girl. The for paintball everybody. mom, right? There's always a paintball mom. I so wouldn't know gender girl. And the guys from my team right now are are they they already posted on here. Hi, mom. So I'm laughing that you said that. We've got a kids bot that there's five too many to exist. I don't know. I feel like there's probably at least like 18 kids bots by now. Um, Tyler is saying five. He's the only person. I guess I could look it up. Does that count if I look it up? Come on, y'all. There's got to be. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading all sorts of paintball things that are making me laugh right now. Um, we will get an answer in there, and I will let you know who our official winner is for that. Um, so any of you who are out there, and if you get it right, you can pass off your Enola gate to somebody else. If you're not planning on coming out to Reaper's game, feel free to donate it back. But, John, I look forward to meeting you on the 18th, and I know we've been trying to get on the phone during the week, um, maybe tomorrow. Oh, my goodness, maybe tomorrow in the evening time. My days have been going, and by evening, the other night, when you said you were getting in the shower, I fell asleep for two hours. I woke up, I saw your message a couple hours later, and I was like, oh, I can't write back to him now that it's 1 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> I will try again for tomorrow evening. No problem. Same time. Same time as today. It's fine. Same time. <laughs> but nice talking Same to you. Time. Like I said, I'll, thanks for having me on. Look forward to seeing all yeah. you guys out there. And uh, well, like, like Reaper, I see Reaper's on here now. So... Hopefully I get to shoot you guys too soon. That's it. He will be shooting. Not playing on playing. Hopefully I can get away from all the whole, you know, the area and get out there and put some gear on and play with you guys. We would love that. Um, If you can come out, be on our side while Reaper is on our side for a while, maybe grab you. I plan on playing against him. I already already called him up because I want a death card. (laughs) Actually, Funny story, of all the times I've played against against Reaper, I have, while I'm actively playing, never earned a death card. I've used him as a meat shield. I have found him out in the field, and I was at a game, and during this segment of the game, I was not playing. I was recording video for Ladies Night Paintball Radio, and I popped out from behind a tree and just kind of smacked him on, on the front of his chest pads, and I said, tag, you're it. And he was like, okay, um, that's a valid, you're out, okay? <laughs> Even though I wasn't playing, he didn't see me coming. But, yes, keep a lookout for Reaper. For those of you that don't know, when you are playing against Dave Justin, if you see Reaper coming across the field and you shoot him, he will give you a Reaper death card. It's basically a business card to shoot you soon on one side in this photo, and you can come after the game and present that to him, and he has prizes for everyone. But it's another way for him to interact with people on the field, and just another kind of side game going on. Um, the games that happen within paintball, uh, when people put out their own kind of riddles and whatnot, put their own twist on it, makes it extra fun. So, if, if I, I guess David, I'll, I'm going to let one of the secrets out. 
for one of the missions. So like I said, Reaper okay. at one point will not be on anybody's team, but he's going to be a, an asset that you must, um, you know, find. So if you find him and bring him back to your base, you will get him for the final mission. Um, meanwhile, there will be kind of like from a POV point of view uh, perspective, you guys will have cameras and you have to take a picture with yourself with Reaper out in the field. So not only, you know, it's part of the game, but after the game too, we'll have the footage to so reuse. What about he, what about he or she who has the most on the field selfies with Reaper game day? Or do they have to be from that game? Cause it's from it's I from that game that day, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's oh, basically we're we're getting selfies throughout the day with people with Reaper. I love it. Not not around the park, but it's in the actual game. Well, I so like think I said, that's that, crazy. that the cam the camera will be an actual objective that you have to first find, then like I said, capture Reaper. Well, so it would be neat to see how it all goes down. And you can also, like I said, if somebody has captured Reaper, the, uh, the opponent can take him off of you by eliminating or even shooting Reaper. No! So. Okay, so guys, get ready to Yeah, Re- Reaper's on his own. Here. He's on his own for this. <laughs> it looks like so we are a- going looking for Reaper. We will have we will keep Reaper very comfortable. We will make a nice little base for him. Yoga, avocados. Yes, we'll have red stag and wrap snacks and bojangles there too. So um right. we'll so at the end, we'll there'll be a care. there'll be a final battle at the end. And uh like I said, whoever's cat play on your team for team for that final battle. I love it. I love it. And um I think Josh Silverman. He doesn't is play. On... That's right. He says I don't play. <laughs> find him in the parking <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, you can find him <laughs> in the parking lot. No, I don't know about that. Every time I find him, he is somewhere in the in the field. He's been known to say to me, "Come on, it's time to go to the field." So. <laughs> well, he better be out there. Ming- he better be out there mingling with the customers too. Of course. Well, you know, that's what I try to explain to people. Is it kind of goes uh, both ways. It's really hard. So I I, I will be right. probably more around than others. But, um, yes. Right. We know how I, he I is. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's the Reaper. He is the Reaper, and he is everywhere. And everybody will have an opportunity to meet and greet with him. He is very good about that. So, Anybody who wants to see him, let's see. We don't play. Let find me in the parking lot. I'll be closing on the field in the back. Yeah, Ben. So, yes, they are. They've got a whole bunch of jokes going on right now on the screen. So, John, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Again, this is John DeBaldo with Pittsburgh Paintball Park. And um, before we let you go, are there any, like, must-dos or things that we have to do or see while we are in Pittsburgh will be there Friday night and Saturday night. Um, well, one, the, the hotel um, next to the the field itself, there's two options, and they're both within two, three minutes, literally two streets down. Um, other than that, you can head into Pittsburgh, which is about 10 minutes away. 
And I mean, it depends on if you're a drinker or if you just like to go out and, you know, see what different cities are about. Um, Pittsburgh is, um, I don't know, like I said, it has a lot to offer. But, uh, you know, like I said, you can message me if you want to know what type of place to go. You know, we'll be there. Um, a lot of us will be at the field Friday night. Um, there'll be some people camping out. If you do need to camp out, that is an option. Just contact me. Um, we will be posting a lot more details within this next week for, you know, like I said, the hotels and whatnot. And how but, uh, like far, I said, I any questions, I, just message me. I know I can Google this, but how far is the airport from the field? The airport is well. It's off. The, it's the same highway, it's called 376, and you're about, I'd say, about 25 minutes from the airport. Okay. So location-wise, uh, you know, it's we're in between downtown Pittsburgh and the airport, and it's like well, I said, it's it, very easy to get to the park from the airport or from downtown. Awesome. I look forward to it. Um, I know that when people, I know that. It's still up in the air whether or not I am driving up with BTA and road dogs or if I'm flying in. Um, but I know players who they fly in, they have to Uber over to the field and whatnot. So just trying to get some information out for everyone. Is David still on here? He is. Okay. I was going to say, we do have to, uh, you know, take him around town. So if some people want to go on that mission. So we've got um, David and I. Maybe we can get the whole entire. We maybe we can get a hundred people to go out with us. We make. There's a place called the Hoffman House. Oh my House. gosh! Are you renting the party bus for us? Yeah, maybe we can do something like that. Get a hundred people okay. to go out with Reaper. Oh my gosh! We are going to shut down the city if that happens. So. So the Hoffman House has everybody wearing kilts, so, so it'd be a perfect place for him. <laughs> We're going to need, uh, like, best places for food, but local special, like, favorite foods. We don't uh, – not something that we can find just everywhere, but that's something that well, I will talk we, about. It always, it always brings up food. <laughs> last last well, show, too, we were talking about food. But Pittsburgh, I don't know, for some reason we put French fries on everything, coleslaw on everything, and everybody eats ranch. Dip, you dip your pizza in ranch. Dip your French fries in ranch, um, and permanis for whatever reason is always a go-to. Basically, just a piece of chip steak with coleslaw and fries on it. Um, and so they also have a lot of our deli meats. John, I'm gonna help to spearhead this to make it all happen, but I will get with you about this again during the week, Friday night. Um, we need to do a like food slash drink tour, and we thought everyone should well, be wearing their silk. If you want to Google, us, if you want to Google search, it's called the South Side. Um, you know, it's over a mile long strip of just restaurants and bars. So I mean, it could take you a full night of just walking, going to different restaurants and bars. So we want people to wake up though in the morning. And play. So, so Jennifer, <laughs> we don't want to get too crazy. So we won't get too too crazy. That's why we need food um, and a little bit of drink. As BTA's team flag says, "Drink, drink, pew." Uh, I'm just watching. As I said, the Hopper House would be a good. A Hopper House would be a go-to. 
if everybody has been to one. I mean, they're all over the country. No, I mean, it's, it's House? a huge a open. Yes, yeah, so it would be a perfect place for it. It's a huge open floor plan with a bunch of tables and people dance on top of them. And you drink out of the, the DOS boots and those big giant mugs. And you're just sitting with somebody you might not even know. You know, these are big tables that hold like 50 people. And uh, it's like polka bands. If anybody knows what polka is, you know, it's just German music. And uh, just loud and everybody just singing and dancing on tables, drinking beers. Just think of a bunch of drunk Germans. Reaper, I've got you. Reaper is saying also it has to be Friday night because his daughter is graduating. Well, she's graduating from high school, but she's leaving for college. So on Monday, so he has to get back on Saturday night. So we have to do this for Friday night. So, John, I'm going to make the plans with you. Um, but this Hopper's house place sounds kind of cool, but we are going to figure this out. Jennifer is on Facebook Live also. Hi, Jen. Um we are um, trying to figure out camping. I know that the folks who I'm going with, that's what we're planning on doing while we're there. Also, I see Joshua Silverman is on here. Josh, I may have reported fake news, but are you coming to Reaper's Siege on the 18th? So we'll see if we get an answer from him right now on this. And I want to say a Huge hello to our friend Louis Leon, who is watching with us tonight. Louis is the founder of Painting the World One Kid at a Time and one of my Florida friends, one of the first people I met in Orlando Paintball. So, Louis, thanks for being here with us tonight. It's always good to have you on. So, John, again, thank you. I will get with you and with Jen. We are going to um, plan our Friday night outing with Reaper. For while we are in Pittsburgh. Hey, Brent Davis. So, uh, you want my damaged jersey, Hudson? It's going to cost you. We can talk about that. It's autographed. They're looking <laughs> in the, the camera, but that's my Edwards autographed jersey. It was game worn. Um, we'll talk about it. That's what teammates do. I'll trade you a VTA jersey for a VTA jersey. How's that? <laughs> Um, hey, Hudson. Oh, my gosh. It looks like almost all of BTA is on tonight. So huge shout-out to BTA out of North Carolina. So, again, John, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you online? So, um, like I said, John DeBaldo. You can private, privately just message me or check out, like I said, Pittsburgh Paintballs, uh, Pittsburgh Paintball Parks Facebook page. Go to the events tab. All the details are there or just message me through that uh, that Facebook as well. And uh, like I said, have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Sounds good, John. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. So I will speak to you during the week. Thanks. So we just got off the line with John DeBaldo from Pittsburgh Paintball Park talking about Reaper's Siege, which is August 18th in Pittsburgh. It is a one-day game, so if you are in the area or can make yourself be in the area, we would love to see you there. Um, some upcoming games, Ladies Night Paintball Radio will be at and reporting from. Oh, I just realized that my team tags aren't back there. They're usually hanging. Um, in the next coming weeks, we have – oh, my gosh, I've got to find my calendar here. Okay, so Saturday, August 
fifth, Hurricane Paintball Park in Palm Bay, Florida. It's going to be a team-led game. So um, teammates from what's the name of from the Tropical Storm Paintball team are splitting, and it's going to be Jacob Gagnon versus Isabella uh, Marie. And it's going to be a great one-day game here in Central Florida. The following week in Fort Lauderdale on Saturday, August 12th, another one-day game that's happening at Extreme Rage Paintball Park. I am actually going to be generaling for the Terminators War Game. I'm standing in for Carrie Griffin. That's what happens when somebody gets sick. Carrie's little boy, his baby, has been in and out of the ICU. So uh, family first, so I'm stepping in to help him out there. And then August 18th in Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh Paintball Park, I will be there for Reaper's Siege. So lots coming up. And then the first week of September, the weekend of September 8th through 10th, there's a big game at PDC Greensboro. So those are the next places where I'm going to be. I know that Mary's going to be out some games. And if you are out at games and you want to – uh, send us some footage or you are planning on going to a game and you want us to promote it, please get in contact with us. We are happy to post um, links to your games and footage out there for you. So um, I see Dreadneck out there. It's nice to see you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, Dro, it's nice to see you on there too. So uh, hi to everybody who's joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. So I know that Mary is with us this evening. I want to go ahead and just find out who our other two callers are. So, area code 814, if your number ends with 6414, who's this, please? Joe Woods and Lily Woods. Joe and Lily Woods. Great. Thanks for being on. Please hold for a second. Area code 724, who's this? This is Nicholas Fortini. Thanks for joining us, Nicholas. And Mary, I see you are on too. How are you this evening, my friend? I am doing excellent. I couldn't be better. So it was a crazy weekend. It was it was a wonderful weekend. We had um, our last of the, the the fourth of the youth mentorship program yesterday at Brewers Paintball, and it was a Mission Master style game which is very fast-paced. It's a go-go-go game. You don't stop. You play all the time. And so we we actually had four kids this time. We always wanted four. Um, and we ended up with three for the first three events. The fourth event, we ended up with a fourth. And um, we brought Joe on. Joe's daughter was one of the mentees, and Joe was one of the mentors. I actually mentored Joe's daughter, so I want to bring him on um, and get his opinion of the entire event in itself and also what his daughter experienced just in the fourth. And Nicholas Fartini is one of the mentors that has been there for every event um, to see what happened with these kids. And, again, we traded out all the kids. We didn't – it wasn't just one kid every time with the same mentor. We, we switched. And just to, to bring them on and talk about it, and Angela and Jonathan Stewart, the parents of Cooper – uh, who's another one of the children to be calling in here shortly, uh, just to get the idea and feel for it. We have had so much good feedback from this program. Um, just the people that want to be involved in it now, they want to get it their own 
group started, they want to get their own mentorship program started. We've had an amazing feedback. And, and everybody, I think the question asked the most this weekend was going, was, are you going to be doing this next year? And the answer is yes. Absolutely 100% yes. We're going to explore other new fields. Um, Pittsburgh Paintball Park um, actually is going to be one of the fields that we're going to explore that we're going to take the kids to. So um, it's awesome that he was just on, um, and that really falls well into we want to explore the different fields and the different avenues and areas with people. But I want to ask Joe Woods, who, again, he was the mentor you know he's been you know he's been on board from from day one and uh, what you thought what you saw from the kids and what you thought about it. I'll tell you what it's a, it's a it's a great honor to to be with these kids to watch them grow in the sport. Uh, you know, from taking them from from to a, a small game, a close game, to a, a large scenario game. You watch these kids grow in this sport and they're. It's amazing how fast they learn. Um, it, it, it's I I I can't uh, stress enough. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, I had Cooper this this last event, and um, Cooper he is he's a front player. He's a strong player. Uh, he was right there in the midst of battle. In uh, he's a little a little guy, but on that field he's six foot tall and bulletproof. Uh, it was amazing. So, this is true. How many of the events did you get to go out to with them? Were you at all of the I made, training events? No, I had to miss one, uh, but uh, and it was a sad miss. I, I wish I could. I wish I wouldn't have had to. Have. But uh, when we switched these kids around, um, Brandon. Uh, uh, he is uh he's a good player. Uh he was excited. We went down the we were in a hyperball field actually and things were getting in a, in a little tight spot and uh he was getting excited and I was there to just say listen, take a step back. Think about your next move. You know, it, you know, to slow to slow the game down for him cuz in his mind it was going 100 mile an hour. And I watched him take a half a step off that bunker. Look where the opponent was and knew exactly where to move that fast. It was, it was amazing. So what think, did you see? Go ahead, Mary. Well, I was going to say, I think, you know, with that experience, seeing that, you know, involvement for the kids, um, Nick, he was a part of that. He was actually videoing and filming um, that part of it. Because we didn't, again, we didn't have the fours. We had the four mentors and three kids. Um, but at one point, Nick was video and filming, and he was just, I mean, he was so involved and so encouraging and um, letting kids know. Because you're still a mentor. You're still showing them. Seeing that and seeing with, you know, like I said, Nick had worked with Brandon first. And Nick did amazing with Brandon. Amazing. He did off the charts. My son, when we asked the kids, if you, if you could choose, who would you have? Every single kid said the same, they wanted the same mentor they had. So they already had a great experience, and they wanted that to be the same thing. And then to move to, to, move to the, you know, other opposite end of things where Cooper, you know, was the fourth child for Joe to mentor, and he's 
he had a blast. He had an amazing time. He loved it. And he kept moving forward. And where Joe looks back on when he mentored Brandon, you have those, those two completely opposite ends of when you first start or what you think or expect or anticipate to what it actually came to, I thought was awesome. And I did want to ask Nick, um, your thoughts on mentoring Alden. I, it was just an amazing process. I mean, I was watching him dropping people like you wouldn't believe left and right. And I'm there like, <laughs> do you need help? And he's like, no, I got this. Just going out there and just dropping them left and right. It's just an amazing process to watch him go from a beginning beginner player to going out there and throwing paint with the best of them. I mean, they're just amazing kids. <laughs> off the charts with these kids. Wow. And the it one thing like... I, I, ha- I have to point out, oh, sorry. I, I do have to point out, though, Alden, Alden won the Young Gun Award at this event. So, I mean, that spoke volumes. That was that was something where Dean Allen sets out, um, you have your, you know, you, your commanders have to give out certain awards, your MOFO, your Most Valuable Team, things like that. And they also give out a Young Gun. Alden won that award, and just to see his face, he he was so excited. But he did it on his own. Like Nick said, he he was like, "I'm good. I've got this," you know. And he kept moving up. He kept moving forward, and he was in the mix. And um, I do have some video. Eventually, I'm going to post um, a video for this mentorship program. We had a, a couple of us do GoPros. Um, you, he's not just there. There's paint flying all around him. He's great. He's bunkered, and then when somebody, he gets somebody shot out, he'd move up. It was it's. I was watching some of the video today, so I got really excited about it. I was like, "This is awesome! This is perfect! This is exactly what we wanted. We wanted to again. It's not just giving them gear. Um, it's taking them out in the field. And I think Nick said it, but just, he just went on his own. He's like, "I'm good. I got this." Then it was they were um, the thing I wanted to talk about was the communication. Um, Joe, what do you think was there communication in the field with the kids? Oh, yes, lots of communication. Uh, just and, and I use Cooper because I was with him. Um, we were in a spot where we had to push forward real hard, and there was one bunker we were going to, and there's two of us. And he is a little guy. I'm a little wider. But I, I told him, I said, Cooper, grab my pod pack. We're making a run. And he was literally behind me shooting and yelling, go, go, go. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, it, <laughs> it was amazing. I, I actually had a blast doing it. Uh, one other time uh, when – go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, one other time uh, I come in, uh, me and Cooper come out of, the, uh, out of respawn. We come running up, and uh, we ran into Alden, and he, he's yelling out. I mean, he was yelling out. He says, you know, inside the bunker inside, or inside the building, inside the building. Uh, so me and Cooper started laying, laying a line into the, into the inside of the bunker, and this kid popped out, and Coop – I mean, Coop gob, gobbed him gogged them great. I mean, right smack center. It was amazing. It sounds like you hear. are very proud of the kids who you were working with. What's that? I said, it sounds like you're very proud of the kids who you were working with. Oh, my, yes. <laughs> very proud. Very proud of all of them. They came so far. I mean, they learned so much. I, I And I'm proud to give them what I have, you know, to give them the years that I have to, to show them, you know, and 
I learned. I learned from them too. Uh, it, it's, it goes both ways in the sport, well, which, all, which we all know. But uh, to watch him and any one of them uh, advance forward and take charge, take the lead, and, hey, I'll gladly follow and cover fire any day of the week for any one of them. Mm-hmm. All I and say is I call players for life. These kids will play for the rest of their lives, and that's the part I love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that's mentioning that it sounds like you all are proud of the kids is I know that the kids take a lot from this, but um, it's important to note how much you all, the adult players, are getting from this also so that maybe other players will feel inspired to want to help out and um, – you know, kind of take time out of the game because when you are taking the time and the effort to teach a new player, you might not be putting, nothing you're putting in as much effort, but it's a different type of effort. You know, you might not be up on the front lines or running missions that you're used to running or that your teammates are used to having you run because you're taking time to teach somebody, um, you know, some maneuvers. And, I found it to be very interesting when we were in Michigan. Mary was there for this. When we did the kids' shootout, um, afterwards we were thanking the players who participated in the kids' shootout with Reaper, and they were saying, oh, it's no problem. Anybody would do it. And I stopped one of them, and I said, but they wouldn't. We've got 2,000 players here, and there's 20 of us. So not everybody is doing it. So to those players who are taking the time out to teach the next generation of players, and especially if the kids aren't even your own and you're taking the time to go out there and teach other players, it's definitely something notable and something we need players to be willing to do. So thank you for that. And uh, hello, we've got a new viewer on um, Facebook Live right now, so good evening to Anna. It's always great to have you. Anna was on the show with us last week talking about paintball and her adventures, so it's always nice to have you all here. So what is the next step for this mentorship program, and does the mentorship program have to just be for youth? What about, um, like, leadership mentorship program for generals and XOs, people who are stepping into this position. Is that something where this program could maybe go? Uh, as of right now, we're not focused on that. We're focused more, I mean, because you have to have years of experience to general a game. You need to be able to understand the field, know the game style, know the role. It's very important. So what we're doing is, you know, we wanted to focus on the kids. We wanted to get the kids into that the sport to really enjoy it. Uh, as far as a leadership or generaling, um, I would give that up any day for doing for the kids because the smiles are just endless. Um, it was it was fantastic just seeing the kids out there. So as far as a leadership, that could be something completely different. If anybody else wants to please do, <laughs> but we want to focus. We wanted to focus on these kids, and, and it's it's not easy. I can tell you, if you want to do this, you have to be committed, um, along with the mentors the parents themselves have to be committed and I do want to ask do we have any other callers because I think Jonathan and Angela messaged me that they are on hold we want to bring them on their son Cooper was one of the um the children in the program okay is that area code 570 
Area code 570, is this Cooper's parents? Hello? Let me say we've got comments coming in, and Reaper, David Justin, is telling y'all, great job, you guys. Great to hear this. So, yes, definitely. Please keep it up. Um, We like to hear this and uh, see what's happening for the next generation. But area code 570, is this Cooper's family? Okay, area code 570, are you there? Yes. Who's this? Jonathan and Angela. Hi, guys. Uh, How are you? Good. Thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. I know it's it's late for you guys, and you've definitely had a long travel weekend. Um, Anybody doesn't know, Jonathan and Angela Stewart have driven four to five hours to attend these events. They have driven from Eastern PA to Western PA to attend these events. Uh, and to be a part of this program. So kudos to you guys for doing so much for Cooper, you know, for him to be able to attend these events. So thank you first and foremost for, for bringing him on board and uh, really being awesome parents to do this. Wait, Mary, did you just say that John and Angela travel four hours to bring their son to your event? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so... We were just on, I was just on Reaper's show on Thursday night, and the guest who we just had on our show this evening, John DeBaldo from Pittsburgh Paintball Park, we were talking about how far a parent would drive for their kid to play paintball, not how far a grown-up would drive to take themselves with their kids. And we came up with a number much smaller than four to five hours. So why why are you all driving your son four hours for this event? Um, basically, there's not a lot going on for our son. He really just gravitated towards it. And through networking around and Facebook, the powers on Facebook, we had come in contact with Mary and James, and they said that they were going to do this. And... Uh, it's not like something that would be very interesting and very rewarding to do. And, you know, four months, like a four-month turnaround, because we've been coming out there for the past four months. Uh, when it's all I think it's incredible. It was extremely it rewarding. Good. The I'm glad. Trip, the first trip out, it made it very easy to make the other trip just because it was so worth it. Um, for all of us, just to, um, the enjoyment and, um, you know, just how much fun it was to, to go out and do it. So it, it was, it's a long ride, but it was definitely worth it. I love it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm, I would take my child the four hours to do it. So I'm asking why somebody else because I was listening on Thursday night and they were telling, you know, people were saying, oh, this is how long, you know, the average parent. And granted, if you're taking the time for your child to be part of a multi-month program to learn, you're not the average parent just dropping your kid off for paintball on a Saturday. Um, I just think that it's amazing to hear um, that you all did do it. Do either you, do either of you, John or Angela, play paintball? Yes, we both do. Okay, so 
would you all go out and play, kind of do your own thing while Connor was out on his own, or did you kind of drop him off and go elsewhere for the day? Oh, we played while he, when he was out. Uh, we didn't really want to interfere with the mentorship, and, you know, the fields that they played with were really small, so we didn't really, you know, a couple of times we went out and played while Cooper was out there, but we didn't want to interfere with them trying to teach the kids, so because it was such a small uh, a couple of times we went out, but um, a lot of times we kind of hung back just to let them do their thing and teach the kids. Um, this weekend we played because it was a bigger group, so uh, we that it was, you know, uh, the event was a lot different, so we definitely uh, um, made sure we got in on it. So, um, Another thing, just to add to that, I mean, I played years and years ago, but Realistically, we're both getting back. Um, Angela has never played until Cooper started playing. She played once prior to that. Um, but Cooper really drug us both into it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't only playing on the field. I actually get more enjoyment at the tailgate of the truck working on the markers, the equipment, and things like that. Um, I mean, I enjoy being out on the field, but that's kind of one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to is just the mechanics of everything. And uh, when you get in like this, the friends and the knowledge that you gain is superior to anything you'll ever learn on the Internet, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I do want to point out, at one of the events, we, we did three open plays. The three open plays were to gear the kids up for this big scenario event, to be able to accomplish, move forward, communicate. That was why we had three open plays. One of the three open plays, we actually set time aside and where Joe Woods, who's on the line, and Nick Fartini sat down with the kids and did a tech class. They did a, a tech class on multiple markers, you know, on how to basically they showed them the ins and outs of all of these different markers. And the kids were not squirreling is what I call it, but they were interested. They were asking questions. Um, they were correcting Joe constantly on the word marker. <laughs> um, Joe, Joe, how long have you been in the sport? I've been playing for 20 plus years now. So 20 plus years, they were always, they were called guns, guns, guns. And, you know, with us, with the kids, it's, it's proper terminology. You want to use the right words and, Marker. Well, we said at the beginning we made a joke. Every time he used the word gun, he would have to pay the kids a dollar, whichever kid called him out first. Well, it got up to like a ridiculous amount of money, so we just kind of threw that to the side. Um, it was all in good fun. It was all in jokes, but those kids sat down with Nick and Joe, and they had an entire tech class. And Jonathan was very interested. He was actually like, he was like hovering over. He was right there. He's like, yes, I need to know this. I want to know this. They're, you know, him, his wife, his son, they're all in the sport. So he was very interested. And that was one of the opportunities that opened up to where Joe and Nick are very, very good with this. And they understand not just one marker, but multiple. So we said, do you want to do this? And that was part of the mentorship program. They sat down and they had a tech class. And the kids loved it. Like I said, the kids were interested. They were actually asking questions. You know, they were very excited about it to where they sat down and not only, again, reading the field, learning the field, now you're learning your, your equipment. 
So, you know, again, props to Joe and Nick for being, having that ability. Cause I turn my marker over and I get a fix. Those guys, they'll sit there and take it apart. It's like, okay, listen, I need 10 minutes. They're like taking apart their mar- entire marker and like laying it out in pieces and doing something. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> and they do it for everybody else. Um, Mary, you can't take no marker? No, no. Uh, I'm going to say hashtag no. Yeah. um, Shocker. And there's like, there's about three people in the world that can check my marker. And um, I rely heavily on a person named Ryan Pote consistently (laughs) telling me to get rid of my marker and get another marker. Now, I actually have two other backup markers that I use. I, if the shoebox shocker were to go down, I have two other backups already. So he needs me just to use those because he's tired of fixing mine. But my marker is so old that no, really, I, it, it's one of those things where I'm not going to try and get into tech in that one. Hope does it, does it very well. Uh, and keeps it running. It's just, it's the one thing where I just hand it to him. And um, a favorite part of, well, the people that were attending this weekend, Bad Company Paintball, which, you know, just a part of, we had Tim Toy contact me. He said, hey, listen, I got you another shoebox shocker. I'm like, what? Really? Well, I have a couple. It's spare parts. He's like, no, it's exactly like yours. I'm like, what, really? So I just gave it to Pope. Pope's going to rebuild it for me through his angst. He doesn't want to. And I'm going to have it laser engraved like the one I have. So now I have a backup shoebox shocker for my shoebox shocker. So I'm extremely That's excited about that awesome. one. I don't, you know, when I first started playing paintball, it was, I used to hand my marker over, and then my friend who I used to hand it over to looked at me one day and said, no, you need to learn how to do this, and then stopped tucking my marker, and that happened with all of the markers I've had. I've been able to get some DVDs who says, yeah, no, I'll help you with it, but then, like, after a while, like, no, you need to learn, and I have to say, knowing how to tuck my marker has been very helpful, because, again, it's not just mine, I can tuck multiple markers, but... Um, I'm glad to hear that you all were teaching the kids that because being responsible for your own gear uh, is really important. It's funny. My son takes care of his paintball gear, but he's in baseball season right now, and there's baseball stuff everywhere. I tell him, if you had done this through paintball stuff, I wouldn't take it. Luckily, you know, he tucks to shove stuff in a bag for baseball. But um, I think it's important that all players know how to tuck their markers, especially so you can do some you know, if anything goes down on the field, you can troubleshoot right there. So I'm thrilled to hear that you all are teaching that to the kids. Um, let's give a couple of hellos. We've got some people following us on Facebook Live now. Andres Bellanos from Miami. Doug Brown, hey, how are you? Uh, thanks for joining us. And Fernando Travison, thanks for joining us. It looks like Michael Schwartz is back on. He's a firefighter. He had jumped off for a bit. So glad to have you on. Uh, we have a caller joining us from area code 336. Who's this? It's uh, Steve Burkett from 121 MDP Crew. Well, hello, Steve. Uba. How are you? Good evening. Uba. What's going on? It is What's always up? nice. And, 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 and the wife. And uh, I'm going to comment on knowing how to work on your own equipment. My wonderful wife okay. actually Googled how to tear apart an M2 or an R2 for me 
over the weekend and actually put batteries in my loader for me because I didn't know how. So <laughs> she was my hero Saturday. Oh, I love to hear that. We have Rocky Cagnoni for that, and he wasn't there, so. <laughs> right. Well, that's just it. So when you're used to having people around you tech it for you, it's not a problem. I remember, I mean, I even know how to tech my own markers now, and there are some fields where I go to where when something happens, I just walk out and I go right up to them, especially when they're GI fields. If I have my Tipex with me, they know that my pink Tipex are coming over, Scotty over, they're going to be getting it. But um, even at my local fields and all, the techs know, you know, come over to them mid-game and just drop my marker off and say, here it is. But we get really spoiled when we have friends like Rocky who can just take care of everything. I mean, I've taken my dam to him before and said, Rocky, here, I'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to go use one of my backups right now. And I come back mm -hmm. and everything is perfect. So um, That's right. Yeah, there's definitely, don't get me wrong, I love being able to just drop my marker off. Everybody, I'm sure, likes that concierge service. But it's important to know, um, to be able to do something with it. You know, sometimes it's just you can pull the bolt back and now you're back in action. So, Very true. Um, Steve, would you tell everyone where you're calling from? And you told everyone you're with 121. If you'd let everybody know where they can find 121 at. Uh, we're in North Carolina, and we are the uh, first crew of North Carolina in the Modern Day Pirates. And uh, like I said, we're, we're located at, uh, technically out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm in Thomasville, North Carolina. And you can well, see us on uh, yeah, 121 Bootlegger Crew, and um, and if anybody's interested in MDP, of course, mdpcrew.com. Mm -hmm. And Modern Day Pirates has been one of our sponsors for the last six months, and we love Modern Day Pirates. We have talked about Modern Day Pirates in many of our episodes. Um, it is an adventure lifestyle group. If you like to go out there and experience life and have a good time and be adventurous, this is possibly something for you, and you can check them out at mdpcrew.com. You will need a sponsor to join, um, I guess, to sponsor you in, but Mary is a pirate. We've got lots of pirates who support the show. So if it's something you're interested in, you can always message Ladies Night Paintball Radio and we can get you in touch with the right people. So let's see, we've got Ryan Harris out there. I'm sure that I saw Chris Hill earlier and good evening to Paul Fanneroff. So hi to everybody out there in Facebook world. So Steve, were you just calling to say hi this evening or were you calling about uh, what Mary's chatting on? I was calling I to talk about what Mary, Mary chat, what Mary's chatting on. I was, I actually, uh, my wife and I drove up to the event from North Carolina to Pennsylvania this weekend to to uh, mentor and participate in the event. So how was? Well, let me start with how was the drive? Because I'm going to be making the drive from North Carolina to Pittsburgh uh, in August. So. Well, let's just say if if they had straight roads or straight highways, I could have been there in like four hours instead of seven. But there's okay. there's not a straight road through Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. So uh, we, we definitely got to see some hills and some great countryside, though. Uh, great weather. Um, had no 
no issues whatsoever. We we got there uh, in great time. We arrived at Mary and Jane, Mary's house um, at 11:30 Friday night, and uh, just started catching up on things and stayed up until about two talking, two o'clock in the morning and. All of us looked at each other and said, ah, you know what, uh, four hours of sleep is not very much, so let's go to bed. So we crashed out and kind of did the same thing over the weekend. And we stayed at their house, this well, till 3.30 this morning and went back to our hotel, actually, in um, John, Jonestown, Johnstown, and um, got a few hours of sleep and got up this morning and made it back unscathed and um, had a great time. So what was the most impressive part of seeing, if you will, I guess the graduation of the kids, the culmination of all the events? What stood well, out to you the most? Th- th- this was my first event being part of this, so I didn't see kind of the stepping stones, but I know what Mary's talking about. Uh, you know, her and, and James and I, we, we spoke about kind of where they started and you know, just like any beginner player, you, you, they're out there and they're either scared to death or they, they don't know how to stand by a bunker, they don't know how to look around, they don't know how to control their marker. They, you know, there's, there's numerous aspects to it. But uh, from what I saw, number one, the kids had a chance by, by now, this is their fourth event, they had a chance almost to be excited instead of scared. You know, they, they were able to actually understand, hey, we're going to hit the tape. We're going to run here. We're going to shoot here. They knew how to call out things. Um, we were, you know, uh, I believe Coop, Cooper's parents were on and probably still are. You know, Cooper was, was calling out players and was saying they're, they're moving left and how many players there were instead of, hey, they're over there. And yeah, everybody <laughs> knows over, over there could be anywhere in a 360-degree pattern. So, he was calling stuff out. Uh, all the kids were, and it was it was really exciting for me, knowing kind of where they started because James and Mary filled me in to see where they where they came from and what they were doing because they were they were all shooting faces. It was cool. Well, I'm really excited about this program, and we've been talking about it for months and. To hear that there are people who are coming up from everywhere. I mean, again, this is just something that can grow. Knowing that you went to participate in the end event um, just shows how much support there is for this. So it can easily be replicated at other fields. And for anybody who's out there who's listening who's saying, well, this sounds like something I might be interested in, go ahead. You can contact Mary directly, or you can contact her through Ladies Night Paintball Radio, and she can let you know the steps that she was taking um, to get where she was to get this all put together and what you need to do to talk to the field owners and parents and whatnot. But this is something that you can easily replicate wherever you are. It doesn't have to be just in the Pennsylvania area. It can be replicated really anywhere in the world. And while this was a formal program, you know, I'm grateful to the mentors who took my child out there and it was at the same field, and it was week after week, but there were people at two different fields who I felt I could trust to teach my son. And it really is a big responsibility because what is he learning? You know, They had to be appropriate role models on and off the field for him. Um, so congratulations to you all for putting together a group of people who were 
wanting to participate in doing it. I mean, you all did it. You had your first um, graduating class, if you will, and it sounds like it was a great time and a great experience for everyone. Well, so, I think from, Mary, from all of this, all, well, all of the kids mm -hmm. and all of the parents, that were involved. It was it was difficult to say goodbye yesterday. Uh, we just we looked so forward to the event, um, and then again with the kids and how the kids would really respond to it and work with us and be a part of the entire paintball community. But just filling in those families where you know Steve heard about this youth mentorship program and said I want to be a part of this. So he mentored my son um, for the last event. Um, I, I said I didn't want to mentor Brandon because Brandon has an opportunity pretty much all the time. So I wanted somebody else. And Steve, he's like, I'm coming up for the event. I want to be a part of it. I said, you're mentoring my son. I said, good luck. <laughs> it's a joke. Because with me, with my son, of course, you know, everything I say, he's like, I'm already doing this. With Steve, he not only, he blossomed, he felt very confident. That's one thing I saw with Steve and his abilities, you know, he, he gained that for very first one from Nick. That very first event was, is where Brandon gained his own confidence it is because he had Nick right beside him, explaining to him, talking to him, and then he blossomed. To where last event, mm -hmm. you know, he felt very confident to move forward on the field. I can't say it enough. You can give a kid a marker and a mask and a pod pack and send them on the field, but if you actually you go out with them, and you teach them, and you, you roll with them, and you run with them. It's something very different. Now, I did have a unique experience with Joe, who is one of the mentors um, who's in the line. His daughter, uh, we played, uh, we were at a bad company once, and she sort of, she wanted to play beside me. And we had the opportunity to come up to where we had Modern Day Pirates basically sponsor her for the event. And it, because it was only the last and final event, we had um, Ryan uh, Turner step up and say, listen, we got her covered. She's good to go. And which is, the thing he said, if you need, if a fourth comes on board and it's, you know, whatever situation, we said, yeah. So she's covered. She's good. She's taken care of. So her registration and paid, paid for, she came out while I was her mentor. And the first time we went, went out in the field, and she wanted to play. She wanted to go. She was so excited, actually. Uh, Joe, do you want to tell her what she was doing the night before the event? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the night before the event, uh, we went through her gear three times. Um, and even after I wanted to go to bed, she wanted to go through her gear one more time. So we had everything. <laughs> and she's and she's blushing sitting right next to me by the way um but uh she didn't sleep the night before the event she got about two hours uh maybe three <laughs> maybe three hours she was very excited uh and uh when we first got there uh do you want to tell them you tell them. no you don't yes, want me please, tell please please yes please you, please you, 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 you. <laughs> um well when we first got there um, she was nervous, um, and and she, when I say she gets to, she got to meet my paintball family, um, and you know Nick, Steve, you know it, she knew she knew Mary, she knew James, um, you know she knew Tim, but uh, 
when we got there, uh, she had never met Nick. And uh, the first, the first round, she was the the first the first game. She was um, she was pretty nervous. I I can't stress that enough. She was. Go ahead, you tell him. No, she's not gonna say. So, um, she Mary coached her through excellent. Um, got her through that first game. She was a, she was a little nervous, and and we. She boosted. Yeah. You tell him. You, you go ahead, tell him. She was telling me a story that actually calmed me down, so I wanted to thank you for letting me play beside you. That was a really fun experience, and I hope to do it again. You will do it again, definitely. 100% (laughs) guaranteed you will do it again. I was really proud of her. I was really proud of her. And and she was so excited, too. Uh, She, well... And this and this was a highlight for her, Nick, with the big hug. So we go walking <laughs> over, and and Nick sees her. See, she's she's a little bit, you know, she's she's a little on edge there. And I and I looked right at Nick, and and I said to Lou, I said, "You see that guy right there?" I said, "Go over and give him a hug." And I'll tell you what, when <laughs> when you gave her a hug, Nick, that like boom right through the roof. She was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "This is family. This is this is our paintball family." And and that really helped. Tell him, you tell him. When you gave me a hug, um, you kind of scared me. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't I expecting that. I didn't mean to scare you, but you can ask Mary. I'm kind of known for my hugs. <laughs> and and well, wavy locks. Yeah, he won't, she won't, that's one hug she won't ever forget. No, and, I won't. And, and believe it or not, that camaraderie, that, that family that I talk about, and it it's we just basically added, you know, a couple more through this mentor program. Um, the stewards, uh, you know, we, uh, we had an experience when we went up and they had, uh, we went to a game up their way and uh, got to meet them, got to know them a little more. Um, it, it just, it adds just them a couple more to the family. It was great. It was very great. I think that it was, a hugely successful program from what we've been hearing uh, over the past couple of weeks, I guess, past couple of months, and I look forward to hearing more about it. I, what I would really love is now that the kids have gone through this program, when they go out on their own without their mentors, for them to come back and to tell us what it was like being out there on their own. Yeah, and we to want report back. We actually want to. Yeah, we want to set up a, a different uh, program to where the kids that we mentor, and this would be in about two, two to five years, the kids that we've mentored, we want them to go out and mentor other kids. So that's the next step in this program is getting the kids that we've mentored out on the field mentoring other kids because they do understand there's a lot going on. There's a lot of unknown. Uh, and you're, if you're an adult and you've got in the field – you're like, hey, I'm out here to have fun and play paintball. With kids, there's a lot of unknown. Where other kids, you can explain a little bit better. So we want actually the kids that we're mentoring eventually to be able to go out on the field and mentor the other young kids. And this program would not just be a sign-up program with waivers and releases. This would be something where they're going out to play, but they see the younger kids, and they take them side-by-side side with them, and they show mm-hmm. them. So the absolute goal is like i said all the kids 
that have been mentored or now mentoring. And again, all these mentors that have so many years of knowledge and experience they want to share, they want to give that to everybody else. Open it up. Instead of just sort of, I don't want to say keeping it to yourself, but if you're given the opportunity to teach somebody and everybody's done so well, like I said, I, I can't say enough or just enough about the, the mentors that gave up their four Saturdays. You know, the last four months, they gave up a Saturday to come out and play with these kids. It's not just, and, and people have driven anywhere from 30 minutes to five and a half hours to be a part of this. And that's all a part of this program is where you put in that dedication you, and you go and you're there. And then when you're there, you give 100%. And so everybody has really stepped up, everybody with the program. It's really hard to say goodbye Saturday because it's like, it's ending. This is the last one. This is the fourth. And, and it was such a, a great day um, for everyone um, in tune with, you know, Lillian getting the mask from Brandon Page. The other general, the opposing team, donated a mask to pay, paying the world one kid at a time, turned that around, and gave it to, to Lillian. Um, Modern Day Pirates um, was sponsored by um, a local, or not local, I'm sorry, a, a crew that donates uh, Denver Chaos. Then they donate every single bit of their winnings to, to MDP to say, here, let's give the kids hands, whoever you know. So the kids that won the Young Gun Awards received a Vulcan backpack and um, a mask. And that's growing the sport. They were so excited to receive it. They not only received the award of being Young Gun, um, but then received, you know, some equipment on top of it. So it's growing that, building that, keeping it moving forward, always positive is what I say. But um, we had some... You know, some moments in the field. I had a non-positive moment on the field. I apologize to Lillian walking off. We we had a person come up, very excited, and they had shot Lillian and I at close range. And it was not a positive experience for me, um, but I made that person think twice about ever doing that again. It's just <laughs> one thing where you see I'm talking to this young woman, explaining to her and they run up and just really just kind of just really shoot. Like, I mean, like, we're right there. It's like pop, pop, like literally, like really, no. And they didn't do that. So I made them think twice, and it was like that wasn't a positive experience. And I was, like, trying to, like, apologize to her, and she's apologizing to me, and we're apologizing to come out of the field. <laughs> and like this, this whole thing of it was a very – exciting moment and then you know at the tune point there were so many other great things that come out this weekend it's not the one to focus on so we had we learned we grew together i can't wait to play with her again on the field she she's amazing marker up focused she was constant i loved it i absolutely loved it i'm like she can roll with me anytime i literally would put her on her back carry her around everywhere if i could <laughs> but lily lillian was lillian was phenomenal she was fantastic she was a, a really a, a great kid to have on the field and, and again I can't express enough thanks to Joe to bring her Joe already um, her father was coming as a mentor so he had his own child to mentor he couldn't really focus on her mentoring her and I said no we've got this we've got this we now have mm -hmm. a force we're good so, you know, thanks to Joe for, you know, bringing her out and uh, hopefully, again, a paintballer for life. That's what we want. We're going to build this 
paintballer for life forever because it's so much fun. Um, but <laughs> so I kept her, I kept smiling at her all day because she was nervous. I could tell she was nervous. I kept smiling. At her. I said, "Do you know why I'm smiling so much?" She shook her head. And I said, "Because I love shooting people." It's a really great feeling. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she she did get to experience that. At one point, we got into a good position. We were, you know, basically, you know, hungered down behind a little tree. There's me and her. And um, I I go to pull up while I'm firing left. She's straight forward. I'm like, get him, get him. You got to get him. She does. She hits him. Guy, hand in the air. He starts walking off. And after that, when the game ended, that, that mission ended. She, she's like, thank you so much for that. Aww. And I was like. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a great feeling, isn't it? It's a great feeling. But she did. She smiled. When she her mask came off after she just smiled ear to ear. So that's what we want. Um, you know, it's 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 about fun. It's I, I can't express enough. All the parents that have really gone above and beyond um, to bring their kids out. I know Nick's kids are young. We're gonna bring them out here soon. Um, we're going to give them little markers, make them be little spies. Like nobody's going to see them cutting around the field. So, so that's my goal. Just get the like little, little ones in there, um, and train them. But it's, I don't know. it's, it's keeping the family on board. <laughs> see, teach them young. Teach them young. So that's it. I mean, if we teach them young and keep them coming back. So it sounds like you all have made an amazing, uh, bond there. And something I have learned in this last week is you still want to keep up with people and you don't get to talk to them on Facebook or chat with them. Maybe you even do. PUBG and Fortnite. Apparently, like, Xbox is where the paintball players hang out during the week between games. Um, I got a new Xbox and signed up for – I've got a bunch of games on there. But once I put my gamer tag – yes, I said that I have a gamer tag. Once I put my gamer tag online – like, everybody who added me were all paintball people, so it's funny to be out there playing uh, PUBG with other paintballers. Though so my son is teaching me how to play um, PUBG through how he plays Fortnite, so it's uh, a good other, I guess, second social place to hang out in the meantime. We've got some other people, though, on Facebook I want to give a shout-out to. I see Leo Lopez is joining us tonight. Uh, Leo is NXL ref extraordinaire. He has refed across the globe for NXL and other games, and he is from California but now playing here in South Florida. So always nice to have you on, Leo. Thanks for joining us. Uh, folks, it is, I hate to do this, because it's kind of early tonight for our show, though it's late for most of the rest of the world. It is nearing 11 o'clock, and while I don't like to cut it early, I have to travel tomorrow for some doctor's appointments. I am headed to New York, so I will be back during the week, and then lots and lots of paintballs to get my mind off of everything else. So, Mary, where are you going to be playing in the next couple of weeks if anybody wanted to be out where you are? Oh, out where we are. Uh, Sherwood, I know Sherwood EVP is a great event. Uh, it's a Mission Masters-based game, um, which is my favorite, but they have actually three different teams versing all verse each other. So Sherwood is September 21st and 22nd. Um, we have, we're going to have a local 
play at Bad Coming, so waiting to hear from Tim Toy, and I will post up any information about that. And please, wants to join, please do. Bad Coming Paintball is off the charts, awesome, amazing. Uh, they they do a great job there. Uh, small field, but wonderful. And uh, after that, I don't know. <laughs> my calendar in my head is sort of burned out. We do we do a lot, but uh, we also do whitewater rafting trips. Again, for Modern Day Pirates Adventure Society, uh, we had some other people that were, you know, did in the whitewater um, two-day trip that we're doing, the 29th and 30th. Anybody that wants to be on board with that, uh, please message me, contact me, live a life of adventure, and we'll get you there, whatever it is. If it's, um, there's also uh, Steve, the motorcycle run, um, the, the dragon run. When is that? The... MDP Dragon Run is August 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. We're going to actually be riding the Tail of the Dragon in oh, Maggie Valley is, uh, is where it's at on that Saturday. So if anybody wants to hook up uh, at the Tail of the Dragon, we'll probably meet up at the base and and head in a certain direction. We got some people that are camping. We got Rocky and Jess coming in. We have Sakoshi and Kim coming in, uh, Hotshot, myself, uh, uh, Larry and Tiff. Basically, we're probably going to have about a dozen order members. Uh, but if anybody wants to come in and ride with us, uh, hit me up, and I can get them information on where to meet up and if they ride or you know, if they got a little hot rod car and they want to follow or, you know, just come and hang out, uh, we'd love to have them. Um, myself, after that, I'm sorry? So, Steve, for those people who don't know about the Tale of the Dragon, um, you guys are just talking about it being a regular motorcycle run, but for those of you who are motorcycle enthusiasts and are looking for a place with lots of turns, it seems like this is a road that was designed just for motorcyclists. This is basically a sidewinder road. Like, it's a, a snake zigzag back and forth, and it is super fun to ride. And it's even more fun to ride when you are part of a group. So, yes, uh, it's two hundred two hundred and seventeen turns in ten miles. I've driven it. I've ridden on it. It's yeah. an amazing time. Yes, it is. It's and it's beautiful scenery and and neat front, neat beginning, neat ending. Um, I enjoyed it. Actually, I've been riding for a long time, and I've had my my Harley since I in '06. And last year was the first time I ever rode it, believe it or not. And it was just, it was wow. phenomenal. So I was, I'm very much looking forward to this year. Um, Mary, are you going to be at Reaper's Game on the 18th at Reaper's Siege at Pittsburgh Paintball Park? Um, that is a possibility. <laughs> it's my nephew's birthday, and um, we're, we're trying to work some things out. But um, we'd love to be there. If we can, we will. Okay. I will Sounds be there. great. Who was that saying they'll be there? Well, nope. Wait. Yeah, I'm going to that one. Oh, nice. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. Well, that's Make more sure incentive to go. Say hello. We're going to have Ladies Night Paintball Radio booth. will be set up somewhere uh, up front. I'm working with John on figuring that exactly where that's going to be. But uh, Ladies Night Paintball Radio will be set up in Orlando on August 5th at Hurricane Paintball Park. We will also be set up August 12th in Fort Lauderdale. 
at Extreme Rage for Terminator Wars, and of course on the 18th for Reaper Siege. So we have a very busy and packed August, and looking forward to seeing everyone there. I see. Oh yes, you do. Somebody online is saying they see a ref jersey on the back. I mean, in the background on Facebook Live. Um, in my office are a lot of my game worn jerseys. There's several that are missing also, but um, yep, that is my one of my ref jerseys up there. I've got a couple of them. I not as many as you have, Leo, but I have ref for Social Paintball League up there, Summer Jam, and some of their other events. So, anyhow, let's see. August 5th, you may be there. On August 12th, yes. August 5th, Hurricane Paintball Park. I think that even Louis Leon and his crew is coming out for that game. And then uh, August 12th, if you can make your way down to Fort Lauderdale, um, that would be awesome. Pretty sure I saw that you were at Splat earlier today or over the weekend. So we'd love to see you. And we can celebrate your birthday because he's saying August 30th birthday. Anyhow, it is 11 o'clock here almost on the East Coast. We are going to go ahead and call it a night. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Dana Ellsworth, thank you for joining us to talk about your upcoming Marvel VDC game. Uh, John DeBaldo, thank you for joining us from Pittsburgh Paintball Park to talk about Reaper Siege on August 18th. Mary, and to Nicholas, Joe, Willie, John, Angela, and Steve, Thank you for calling in to talk about um, the youth mentorship program. Keep it up. We want to keep hearing about it. People love it. Uh, we want to replicate it. And thank you to Louis Leon for joining us tonight from Painting the World One Kid at a Time. It's always great to have you on. So until next week, everyone, have a great day. So, Leo, I hope...